You're listening to the Life Tree Church Sermon of the Week. We pray that as you hear this word, you would be encouraged and inspired as you pursue Jesus in your everyday life. Good morning. Oh, this is awesome. Good morning, Life Tree. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Um, I think I met most of you. If you have never, hello. Um, if you've never met me, my name is Lucas. Uh, and if you met me before, my name is still Lucas. Same thing, never changed. <laughs> Always the same joke. Two starts. I know, I know. It's just the old Lucas here, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, so for, for you guys who don't know me, I was part of this community two years ago. I would say like that. Yeah, two years ago, as the youth pastor working here. Woo-hoo, that was awesome. And then I went to Brazil to get married to this beautiful woman here. Yes. And then God gave us a daughter that you guys probably saw uh, worshiping and just uh, dancing. Yeah. You, I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> she was right here with us. And, yeah, so we, uh, we have a daughter. She was, she's going to be one year in two weeks. Am I right? Two weeks, yeah. So she's going to be one year old. That's awesome. That's exciting. And God's good. And it's good to be back here, guys. Yeah. It's amazing to see so many friends and so many people that I, uh, I actually like. Mua, good friend. And some people that before they were not part of the community. And they are here too. So, yeah, awesome to be here, guys. And I was uh, this week thinking about what to share with you guys here today. I want you to start a little bit different than uh, we are usual to. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah? Okay. I hope you guys can understand me. Okay. If you don't, just raise your hand and say, can you repeat that, please? That's all right. Okay. So, eh, whatever, Victor. <laughs> Still love you. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and I was, I was, the other day I was just thinking about, like, have you guys ever been in, a, in the same place, like, same position for a long period of time? For example, very awkward, very weird. Like, you go to the toilet, and you sit there for a long time. You have your phone. <laughs> I know it's not the best picture, but <laughs> that works. Okay. And then your legs start to, like, feel weird. <laughs> that experience, yes? Am I the only one? Yes? Yes. Okay. You guys had that. Actually, my wife was telling me yesterday, we sat on a park, and she was like, oh, honey, my legs are feeling weird. They're sleeping. I was like, oh, that's weird. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. (laughs) Anyways, the other day, I was was at Caleb's house, um, and I sat like this, uh, crossing my leg. Can you guys see me back there? Yeah? The camera? Um, Probably people from the camera won't answer, but that's okay. I was sitting like that, and I was reading, and eventually my legs started like feeling very weird, like start to, like became like very sleepy, and I tried to, to stand, I tried to stand up, and I couldn't move, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? My leg was like, eat, like kind of like scratching, and like, oh my gosh, it's very weird. So I had to use my hand to move my leg. <laughs> And you can picture me now walking like that for a couple of minutes. And that, in that very 
weird and odd moments, God started to talk to me that this very big, important muscle or member of my body, because it was in the same, pos same place for a long period of time. Come on. Yes. You see it? Yes. So there was, there was life there. It's not dead. It was not dead, but couldn't move properly. And to the full potential that has was just like, you know, so needed, the hand had to like come and help to move back to the place. And, and then like it started to, like the life like start flowing again. And I could feel like, yeah, slowly the life was flowing and flowing. And I, I could stand again and I could like walk again. So what God was telling me is in this place here, there are people, you guys are so important for the body. You are like a big member, right? You, you support the body of Christ. But because you are in the same place for a long period of time, you feel you are sleeping. You feel you are dormant. You don't feel life in you. And the Holy Spirit is asking you to stand. And he wants to to empower you again he wants to like land his he, the head's trying to send signals but you are not obeying right you, you're kind of like i hear what you're saying but i don't know what to do are you with me so i want you to start i want to invite my wife my beautiful wife here to help me here and i want to i want to ask you guys to stand to stand on your feet and we're going to do something different here we're going to pray amen <laughs> what <laughs> we're going to spend some time praying and i want to ask you there's some like so much we could be praying for we um you guys can pray but i want to start uh i want to ask you to start praying uh for yourself so i know the spirit of god wants to raise your spirit again as we were singing here right so raise your spirit Position your place again. Position yourself in a place where God's going to flow through your life. So if you speak in tongues, you're just going to start there. Okay? Maybe you feel a little bit awkward at first. That's okay. Like the leg, right? <laughs> and then I'm going to ask people to be like, just move. Just walk around. Pray for people. Okay? Is that, is that okay? So let's pray. Let's pray. Raise your voice. If you don't speak in tongues, that's okay. You just speak in English or Portuguese or whatever. Just let it flow. Let it flow. First Corinthians 14 verse 4 says a person who speaks in tongue helps himself to grow spiritually so you are growing you are stretching your legs you're stretching your spiritual body and maybe you feel like God I don't I'm not hearing your voice I'm not a odd place God wants to raise you where you are right now Jesus 
Jesus, Jesus, cheira la baradara la base. There is miracles in the house. There is healing in this place. There is prophetic words. God wants to use you in the place where you are. There's so much potential. Hey, don't stand. Don't stay in a place where you are sleeping. Yeah, raise your voice, raise your voice, church. Raise your voice. Yes, yes, less. Let it flow, let it flow. The gifts of the Spirit that are in you, let it flow. I came here, guys, to like not only speak a message, but to activate you in the spiritual, to, to turn a key inside of you this morning, to say that God wants to speak through you, through your life, in this place. you guys perhaps you 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 feel you want to pray for Israel you want to feel you feel like there are people sick in your family I just heard today that Peter how many of you guys know Peter Simeon Peter Peter is right now having a surgery a liver surgery and let's pray for him let's prophesy Peter we declare be healed in Jesus name we declare healing and if you are right now if you can hear my voice and if you were suffering any kind of disease I declare in Jesus name be healed right now be healed headache go away in Jesus name if there is pain in your back go away in Jesus name it's not my power is the power of Jesus I want to invite you to start like praying for people right now standing let's let's pray you know perhaps god's going to use you as a hand just to just lift it up someone you know maybe you know someone in this community just pray for people just pray for people find someone and pray don't be shy you sang this today don't be shy Pray for people, pray. We declare miracles, activation in this, in this place. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Let it flow, let it flow. Oh, guys. Jesus is so good, amen. Woo, can you clap him? Can you just like clap your hands and say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. You may be seated if you want. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bible, open in John chapter 15. John chapter 15. <sighs> Let's breathe. 
Are you guys happy? Yes? Are you feeling energized by his presence? Yes? God's good? Amen? All right. Ooh. So John chapter 15, uh, a well-known verse, chapter. I'm going to read verse 1 to verse 8. That says, Jesus is saying, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He, cut off, he cuts off every branch in, in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the words I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither you can bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you, rem if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is my, to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Amen? Amen. So you probably heard this verse. Um, so when Jesus comes uh, in John chapter 14 until, ver until chapter 17, Jesus is actually sharing his last words. Um, so imagine... That, that, that picture, like, if you know that your time is coming and you have just a short time with your beloved ones, you, you want to, like, use the best of that time, right? right? So you want to share, like, you know, you won't have much time with them. So you want to, like, or perhaps you, you experienced that before in your life or watched that scene in a movie, like, the last words of a person. Right? So they are like very remarkable. They are very special. Some people like to write them down. Those are the last words of those people. And these are the last words of Jesus, right? So when you start in chapter 14, you have this whole conversation where Jesus is, uh, came to the disciples and says, Hey guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go, you know, I'm going away. And the disciples look to Jesus and say, What? It's not this time you're going to restore the kingdom of Jerusalem, Israel. And Jesus, no, I'm actually going. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when I get there, uh, I'm going to send you someone who is going to help you. Don't worry. So you guys know the, the whole story. And Philip comes to Jesus and says, we don't know where you're going. Uh, so how can we know the way? And Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And anyway, so that whole conversation is going on and on. And Peter and, and talking to Je Peter knows Philip talking to Jesus. And then comes to the chapter 15 where Jesus is actually walking through this vineyard with the disciples. And he comes to a place where he's going to illustrate because we need to like to see, right? I'm like this. I like to see what, you know, draw for me, you know, a picture so I can understand. So Jesus is, okay, I'm going to explain to you guys. These are my last moments with you. These are very important. So pay a close attention to what Jesus is saying to them. 
Jesus looks at the disciples and says, the first thing he's talking about a, a vineyard. He says, I am the true vine. And my father is the? Yes, or the gardener, right? He's the one who's taking care. You guys are the branches. Do you guys get the picture? Yes? Okay? Okay. So Jesus is talking about this. And he starts the first thing saying, verse 2, he says, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruits. So the first picture I have here is the father cutting off those who don't, who don't bear fruit. And the first time I heard that, I, was, I felt like, oh, this is actually kind of harsh, you know, like kind of hard, right? God, like cutting off people. So what Jesus is actually saying is, if you are, or if you say you are in him, but you, your life does not represent that. If there is no fruit, there is no transformation, there is no results, there is no Christianity. Your mouth might say that you are a Christian, but your action, your lifestyle, say otherwise. Are you with me? So what Jesus is saying is the Father is going, is going to look to you, and even if you say, no, I'm a Christian, I go to church, Right? But if your life does not represent, if there is no fruits of that, so it's, it's meaningless. It's, it's a lie. So the picture I have here, imagine, for example, uh, for example, my friend Emerson just became a Canadian. Woo-hoo! Emerson, yeah, raise your hand. So that's awesome. Emerson came from Brazil. He became a Canadian. So a person can say, I am Canadian. The, like, you can be shouting like, oh, yeah, I'm Canadian. I dress like a Canadian. I speak like a Canadian. I even say, hey, <laughs> like a Canadian. I eat poutine. I do all those things. But that, those things don't matter. If you don't go through the process, if you don't pay the price, Right? And if you, like, don't have the documents, you will come to the borders and you say, I'm a Canadian. And the guy is going to look to you and say, uh, so show me the documents that prove that you are Canadian. And the guy will say, uh, I don't have no documents, but I'm a Canadian. I used to hang out with Canadians. I used to speak the same language. I used to have the same clothes. The guy will say, those things don't matter. I want to see the documents. Are you with me? So what Jesus is saying is, doesn't matter. If you want to come into the kingdom, you have to go through the process. You have to pay the price. And the price is too high. I don't have money to pay. I cannot pay. So Jesus came, died on the cross, paid the price for me, and gave me the... He said, hey, come here. Come closer. I'm going to give you the documents here. But don't, guess what? You don't have to. He's not going to smuggle. He's like bringing us into the country. Like, go, 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 guys. <laughs> no, he opened the doors for us and say, you guys are going to walk through the main gates, the main entry with the documents. I belong to the kingdom of God. Are you with me? Amen. So you get the kingdom idea. How do you get the kingdom idea? When you go through the process. You just accepted. Jesus paid the price for you. Amen? So show me your ID. 
When the day comes to you, when Jesus comes in his glory and his angels, he's going to open the heavens and say, okay, let's go, church. It's going to be a celebration. Amen. And because you belong to the kingdom, of course, there are actions. Your language change. Are you with me, church? (laughs) I came to Canada. I speak English now. My language changed. My customs changed. Now I have to take my shoes off whenever I go inside someone's home. Because that's the the culture here. My culture, I have to be in time. (laughs) I'm learning the culture because I'm inside a new kingdom. Amen. Amen. I'm excited. Bruce told me, preach like a Brazilian. I am. (laughs) Ah, Guys, so if you want to be a Christian, so Jesus is saying the first part is all the brains that bear no fruit, that has no results, right, will not come to the kingdom. Do you have an idea? Ask the person next to you, like, ah, do you have an idea? Do you have a kingdom idea? Are you a real Christian? Yes? Are you illegal? (laughs) All right, so you you don't have to open, but Acts chapter 11 talks about a group of people, disciples of Jesus, that they were in Antioch and they were living their lives for Jesus so intensely that people start to look to them. They didn't have to wear a shirt, Jesus, you know, I'm a Christian. They were not, you know, doing those kind of things. Statements, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. Hey, look to me, I'm posting on my Facebook status, I am a Christian. No, but the way how they were living their lives represented Jesus so well that people became, like started to talk and say, you guys look like Jesus. So the first time in Antioch, Acts chapter 11, says the Christians, they were called, oh, the disciples were called Christian because the way how they were living their lives. Are you with me? So imagine in in the place where you work, in your family, household, like in the places where you are, people start looking to you and like, are you, you're different. Are you a Christian? Why? I didn't tell you. I had, I had that experience a few times in my life. Have you had people looking to me asking like, why are you so different? Why do you do those things? You know, those fruits, they will come because you are a citizen of heaven. Have you heard a story? Um, probably you have. Um, there, there, there is a story about like Moravians or Moravians uh, missionaries. Moravians, is that correct? Moravians missionaries. And one of them really impacted my life. Two uh, missionaries in the 17, like 1732. In 1732, they heard about an island in Africa, uh, they, that they, they didn't have Jesus. So these two missionaries, they said, we want to go there. We want to preach the gospel. So it was a slave island, and these two missionaries, they came to the owner of, thank you, um, 
they came to the owner of this island and they told him, can we go there to just preach Jesus? We don't, we don't ask you for anything. We just want to go there and preach Jesus. And the owner said, you won't come to my island to share those nonsense. So those guys, and he, he said, the only way you can come to my island is as a slave. So these two guys, they sold themselves as slaves. They took the money, paid the price, the tickets to go to their island so they could preach the gospel. So when they were in the, in the docks, they could see their friends and their families and they shared. Uh, while they were waving, they said, may the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his suffering. This is the kind of inheritance that we have as Christians. The Bible says, Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says, uh, the way to identify a tree or a person is by the kind of fruits produced. Not all who sound religious are really God people. They might say, God, in your name, name I did this, I, I did that. And Jesus will reply, you never be mine. Go away for your deeds, your fruits are evil. Wow. That's, that's intense. So the question that defines us. Jesus is saying, okay, I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. So the first type of people that we see here. Is someone who is going to say, okay, there is no fruits in your life. So when you move to the second type of people here, the Bible talks about a group of people who bear legal fruits. Repeat after me, legal fruits. So every branch that does bear fruit, some fruit, what the father does? He prunes. Say prunes. So that will be even more fruitful. Are you with me now? Are you ready for this? My mom used to, to quote this all the time. He, she likes to say, uh, God loves you so much that he always says, come as you are. But he also loves you so very much that he wants to transform your life in a better version. To be more like him. Did you hear it? Jesus says, come as you are. This generation is saying, no, you have to accept, accept me the way how I am. Of course, you come as you are. But we come to Jesus broken, <laughs> sinful, and dirty, and empty. Jesus loves you. He wants to, to have you, to give you abundant life and to restore you. Of course, you, you cannot be the way how you are forever. So he's going to prune you. Amen? Amen? He loves you. The goal is to be more like Jesus. To be his image. God created us in his image. So we reflect the image of what we fit our eyes on. So you are going to reflect the image. You, we are like mirrors, right? Some people, they are only looking to the problems. 
They are only feeding their eyes, fi fixing their eyes in the problems, in the things of this world, and, and, and you know, all those falling things. So that's what they are reflecting all the time. Are you with me? So our lives are going to reflect. Our focus is to, to be in Jesus, fixing our eyes in Jesus. Of course, this world is falling. People come to you all the time. You look the news and you look the, you know, what the doctor says. You look what the, the uh, economy says. But when you fix your eyes in Jesus, people were starting to look to you. Do you remember Stephen? Everybody was like, like throwing stones in him, you know. And perhaps you feel like that. Oh, my gosh. People are like throwing stones in me in my workplace and because I'm a Christian in my house and all this and that. And you know, when you fix your eyes in Jesus, you look to him. Stephen was like, I see open heavens. I see the angels of God coming up and down and I see a throne and God singing on that. And you know what happens? You don't know who is watching you. You don't know who can be around you because so, Paul he was there. And perhaps you don't know who is going to watch you when you are going through those like, struggles and trials. Perhaps your kids are watching you and seeing how you, are you, are you only looking to the, to, to, to the problems or to the earthly things or are you facing Jesus? Because if you face Jesus, even if you're like, I'm going to die, but I'm going to die serving him. I'm going to do this because this is the right thing to do. You may raise Paul's. You may raise people who are going to, yeah, I'm going to be like that man. Are you, are you with me? Fixing your eyes, not on the earthly things, but on heaven. Jesus. So when Jesus is talking about pruning, right? Pruning us, like working on our lives. Sometimes they are not easy things. Am I right? It's painful sometimes. It's like polishing the mirror. God's like polishing the mirror. I'm going to polish you a little bit more, Telsey, because you're going to reflect. Do you wanna, and you come here to the worship and say, I want to be like Jesus. That's awesome. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> Amen? Ask someone, are you facing a hard time now? Can you do that? Are you facing a hard time now? Are you going through some season now? Trials, tests? Perhaps God work in your life. How does he work? The Bible says, by the word of God. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. So the more the word comes, the more Jesus speaks, the more you become like him. Are you with me, guys? Can I hear an amen? amen? The more we hear God's, God's words like a sword, a sharpened sword, that's going to divide what's spiritual and what's emotional. Because I am a very emotional person. I go through the emotions. <laughs> I'm Brazilian. So I feel like, oh, man, I want to give up. <laughs> You guys probably are way more rational than I am. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> when we face trials, when we face those moments, we think like, oh, we are alone. 
And the word of God comes to divide and separate what's spiritual and what is emotional. So what's the word that God's talking to you? I used to be a teacher back in Brazil. And there, there were times when we had to do tests, run tests, right? And so I was always teaching and talking. Paul, you were a teacher. So we were teaching and teaching and speaking. And then when the tests come, I was not, was not the time for me to be talking and speaking. So perhaps when you are facing trials and temptations and all this, those tests, you feel like God's not talking to me. Of course he's not. Duh. It's the test time. You have the word of God inside of you. You know what you have to do. You have just to do. Amen. <laughs> Perhaps you're going through the test of forgiveness. Or the test of provision, trusting him, or overcome temptations. Or, you know, test of parenting. Are you with me? Yes? <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. In those moments, perhaps you, you don't hear God talking when someone's honking behind you. And just, you know. <laughs> There's that moment where you're going through those tests. Your wife is talking, your kids are crying, and you're like, look to heaven. <laughs> it's time to shine, Jesus, right? It's time to, like, reflect him. It's time to, to let him, like, you know, bear fruit through your life. Are you with me, church? Yes. So the word of God's the tool to shape our lives to be more like Jesus. The more we expose ourselves to the word of Jesus, the more we become like him. The fruit of the spirit, joy, peace, kindness, um, self-control, all those things, they will come naturally. Why? You don't see a tree like, I'm going to bear fruit right now. Hold on, hold on, guys. Mm, apple. <laughs> it's natural. It's natural. It's part of the nature. So Jesus is transforming our nature from inside out. And I'm not there yet. As Paul says, I keep running. <laughs> I'm getting better every day. Amen. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, help us. So the more we walk with him, the more we become like him. Fourth thing, fourth thing I see here, the fourth, is Jesus saying about people who are going to be fruitful and to have abundant fruits in their lives. So he says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So it's not a matter of only coming to Jesus once a week or once a month. You have a moment like this, you know, it's emotional, it's good. It's, you know, God's just like powering you and you just feel like I'm powered, you know, uh, by the spirit of God. And then you just you're going to running down. You know, that's not how it works. Remain. Say remain. Stay. Abide in his presence. You know, when Jesus, when God created everything, I don't know if you heard that uh, before 
in Genesis chapter 1, talks about God creating every single thing. Um, he didn't talk to the animals. He didn't talk to the, like the, the trees. He was talking to the source. So, for example, Genesis, I'm going to open here just to show you guys what I'm saying. Open your Bible if you have, Genesis chapter 1. For example, verse 20. So, Jesus, God is about to create the fish. So, he says, let the waters team with fish and other life. And then he spoke with the, the sky, let the sky be filled with birds of every kind. So God's talking to the source. Says, repeat after me. God's talking to the source. Why? And if you go, if you go further a little bit, you see, twenty-fourth. Let the earth bring forth every kind of animal, cattle, and you know all those animals. Why? There is a principle here. Because the birds, they had to be in the sky. The fish had to be in the water. In the water is where the fish swims and get, gets food, right? <laughs> All the nutrients, he will have life. If you take a fish out of the water, you guys are fishmen here, you know, better than I. What? B barbecue, right? <laughs> Won't survive for too long. So when God's creating all those things, he's talking to the source. So my question is, when God was about to create us, where did he look at? Did he look to? To the source. And what was the source? Himself. So God said, verse 26, let us, let us create man. Why? Because in him we have to abide. In him we can move. In him we have life. Outside him there is no life. So disconnected from Jesus, you can be like a fence, the fanciest appliance in your house, unplug it from the wall. Right? You can buy like the fanciest washing machine and like, oh, this is very expensive. This is very good. But if it's not plugged, there is no power. So once you plug it, it will function properly, right? So Jesus is saying to the disciples, remain in me. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch, branch that is thrown away and withers. So when we, we connect to him, our words, in words and prayers, our words and prayers are his words and prayers. That's so powerful. When you open up your mouth, that's not you speaking. That's Jesus speaking through you. Amen. Because you're receiving the, you're receiving the download of heaven. So God is only saying to you, okay, move. And you move. That's it. Right? You're not trying to do something on your own. A part of the body that's moving by itself, it's not natural. Right? But if you hear and if you are aligned with the body of Christ, you will move as, you know, a body that goes to the same direction. 
Some people, I, I just hear this from the spirit right now. Some people like to be shaking <laughs> too much. <laughs> they like to be, ah, I'm energizing by the spirit. But you are not moving anywhere. Are you hear me? It's not about, you know, movements only. It's about alignment with the head. So when we hear what Jesus is talking to us, and then we're going to say, okay, hands, let's do this. Okay, feet, let's do this. And then we go all together. You can be a leg. You can be a my leg, like big muscle. But if you are not aligned with the head, and if you are not aligned with the, you know, the rest of the body, and you look to the, <laughs> the little pink and say, yeah, you are not so important as me. You are not supporting the body of Christ. Come on. We are one body. We are all important for Jesus. Amen. And we need to abide in him and his spirit in us and moving to the same place. Stop doing your own thing and let's do what Jesus is doing in this place, in this city, in this generation. Are you with me? Woo. And the verse 8 to finish here to close says that when we do those things, we bring glory to the Father. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Of course, we bring, bring glory to Jesus when we sing and when we say, hallelujah, hallelujah. That brings glory to Jesus, amen? But much more when we bear fruits, when people... When we reflect Jesus in our daily routines, when we obey his commandments, we are bearing fruits. When people ask, are you a Christian? Without you, tell them that we are. When we hear from someone, I see Jesus in you. You know, in your life, in the way you, you make your choices, in, in how you treat your wife, your, how you raise your kids, how you do business, I see Jesus in you. Whenever people see Jesus in us, we are bearing fruits. And then we are bringing glory to him. Amen? That's it. Thank you for listening to the Lifetree Church Sermon of the Week. At Lifetree, we are a family all about declaring and displaying Jesus to transform lives and benefit our city. If you'd like to find out more about Lifetree, you can find us online at lifetree.ca.